now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a Cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex in the City for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cavan. I am John Sieber. And I am Kevin James Doyle. And we're really excited tonight. I'm yeah. pumped up. You, you We've seem had pumped up. I'm pumped up too. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really good about tonight. I well, just got out of the bathtub about uh, an hour ago, and so I'm very relaxed right now. Just trying to be honest. <laughs> an honest world we well, live in. We're back for it's been like it's been a little bit. I've had to watch other TV shows the past few weeks. Yeah. I've had to watch Atlanta and Oh, you had to. Yeah. I was forced to watch Atlanta and uh and The Wire. I don't know. Seems like they made a huge impact on you. <laughs> they did. Uh, they did. And we have a very, very special guest joining. It's not just the three of us. No. It's a special guest. Yep. Who's who who's yep. introducing her? Did we did we go over that? Uh, I think we just got to take about the seat of the pants now. Uh, I'll go first. The seat name. of the pants, Jackie uh, Willis. And Jackie, you're a yes. writer. You you write for Entertainment Tonight. Yes, I'm an editor writer for Entertainment Tonight. There you go. You're a friend of the podcast. Dear dear friend, you are a dear friend of Especially all three of, of us. John's. Oh, <laughs> okay. We do need to bring up something. Is that we <laughs> talked about? We took some questions. Uh, we have a phone number set up. Anyone can call us. And uh, you called one time and you left uh, a message and you complimented John and Kevin and said nothing about me. And now you just complimented John. I just figured that you get more, most of the compliments. <laughs> From who? Because you, you intro it, you lead, you have the... I don't think anyone's ever been like, hey man, those intros are fantastic, But, I mean, but Kevin's voice though is pretty... <laughs> oh, Why, thank you. Like... Yeah, but Kevin can't I intro for I would read A Tale shit. of Two Cities on Audible. <laughs> she said she said I had the voice of an angel. I know. Yeah, I remember all these. Chris <laughs> Angel. <laughs> Are you ready? Um, you, uh, you have your ear closer to the ground than anyone I know when it comes to celebrity gossip and yes. stories. I mean, I get, I'll get texts from you about stories that drop like five minutes later. Oh, yeah. 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 Sometimes, sometimes well, days. She's days ahead. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like a great person to have in your circle if you want to just know about some fun things that are about to happen in celebrities' lives. Yeah, and uh, I think I know a lot, but I know a lot about Sex in the City too. Are well, you I'm a fan? A huge fan. Yeah. Like you watched it when it was on. I watched original? it. I watched the HBO specials of the writers' room that showed them how they wrote each episode. Wait, where, where do is, we watch those? On HBO. Where is it on season HBO? eight? Where is it on HBO? <laughs> it's HBO Go, but they did like a maybe it, like four or five episodes. Um, wow! Where the writers just went back and said how they wrote every episode. That's crazy. I didn't know yeah. that existed. They I don't it. feel like we should watch that now without watching yeah. the show first. That's what I'm saying. We'll we'll do a season eight yeah. where we do a podcast about watching the writers' room. We could uh, find out which episodes they correspond to. They Ooh. do a really cool thing, which is cool to note while you watch it, is they have a huge board and a lot of them were single at the time they were writing it. Mm -hmm. So they would say like, oh, I went on this date and this guy asked me to put 
a finger in his butt. And they'd be like, we're not ready to write that. So they'd write it on the board. Mm -hmm. And then they'd write all these crazy things and then go back to it when they needed something wild. What if you went back to the board and it was just 50 cards that said a guy asked me to put his (laughs) finger in his butt? (laughs) My finger in his butt. Sorry, I I just keep on putting up with the same guy. I go on multiple dates with him. We're married now. This is my my husband. I've just never done it. He keeps asking. I don't don't know what to say. But I don't have any other ideas to write about. So I put them on here. Were there any other... um, any writers that you remember by name in that documentary, like people that stand out? I don't. I only okay. remember Darren Starr because yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he got a lot of flack for he was one of the only writers that went back for Sex in the City too, and a lot of people say that's why it wasn't as good because there wasn't all the other writers from the other from the series Ooh. for the movie. Mm-hmm. The Ooh. second movie. Um. So he wasn't, uh, d- I guess uh, wrote, we'd have to look up. She broke girls now though, right? Darren Star is? No, Darren Star is a creator. Darren Star is a creator and he created Younger Maybe as well. Who, Neil, Neil. Patrick who, Harris? No, not Neil Patrick DeGrasse Harris. Tyson? Who's the, the, the other, he's directed a bunch of them so far. He's the three namer. Oh, Michael Patrick King. Yes. Michael Patrick <laughs> King. You know, Neil. Neil. That's what we call him. We call him Neil. We call him Neil. They both have Patrick Neil. in the middle. He's, he's. He's Neo from the Matrix. That's Patrick. It's such an A to C thing. We're like Neil Pat, not Neil Patrick. Michael Patrick. Right. You know, I, Matt, yes, Mike, Neil. I think Michael Patrick King has assassinated you know, people for, before because as much as I people with three guys. names are always assassins. Kevin James Doyle. There's A to Z right there. <laughs> Wait, who? who I think you're assassinated right about Michael Lincoln? Patrick King. Yeah. Who assassinated John Lincoln? Wilkes Booth. Yeah. John Wilkes John Booth. Booth Leave Harvey Oswald. Was was Lincoln. Who's Hinckley? John Hinckley. Did he shoot Reagan? Uh, yes. Okay. Attempted. So he didn't get it because he didn't have three names. He had two names. Couldn't get the job done. Yeah, yeah. The ones that... Uh, Charles J. Gateau is the one that killed uh, uh, McKinley. Mm. And who was McKinley. the guy that killed... Uh, Sirhan Sirhan was... I don't know that. I'm, I'm going to ask Jackie some more questions. <laughs> Let's get about back to Sex and the City. city. Who Thank did you, Michael John. Patrick King kill, though? Uh, he I killed think you're right. I Capote think I was thinking Michael Patrick King character. instead of okay. Darren Star. So, and that's just probably me being cursed because I always say you guys don't fact check sometimes. <laughs> and I just, yeah, welcome. So yeah. you, you watched the shows when they were live on TV. Yes. And where I, were you in in life where you were watching the shows? Were you in I, New York? I think I was in college when the last season aired. Okay. So then I went back and watched them okay. on either DVD or when they were like censored on TBS or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I've, never, I've never watched one of the censored ones. Does it come through? Yeah, it actually, surprisingly, it does. It's okay. good to like watch with your mother. Okay. The Samantha dates a guy yeah. that puts a finger in her tuchus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a favorite uh, character? Or do you like them all for different reasons? I think I do like them all for different reasons. I think uh, I think the older you get, you start to relate more to Miranda. because. Mm-hmm. I, but I think back then, everybody wanted to be Carrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think, to a degree, they are very one-dimensional to... Um, showcase different uh, personality traits. Yeah, well, very strongly. You said, you said that you when you get older you want to be Miranda, which I agree. I think we've all kind of been not surprised, but we've all kind of been like, oh, I relate a lot with Miranda. Right. Uh, but do you think 
Is there a thing like you want to be Carrie when you were younger? When you got older, do you hate Carrie now? Because I keep running into people that are like, oh, Carrie's the worst. You'll see that Carrie is terrible. She's like, like I was talking to someone the other day and they were like, oh, she's just so wishy-washy and like, yeah. she just sucks compared to her friends. And they were like, she, and then someone on our Twitter account, uh, at Pino, you didn't, I think that's the handle that's that it was. That's a great handle, by Pino, the way. Pino, you didn't. Uh, he he tweeted at us and he was like, hashtag Carrie is a terrible friend. And I don't feel like we've seen enough so far to be like, I can get out. She's flighty, but I don't feel like she's a horrible I person. So. I thought she was great. You know what I think is funny about Carrie and Miranda? I was thinking about this in television is most of the time when you watch a rom-com, there's like a girl that's a writer in a magazine and she has this beautiful apartment like every uh -huh. time. And there's always a lawyer trying to make partner. And that's Miranda and <laughs> Jobs, like a writer. That's really funny. Is that just because Somebody's they're so different? To like, make partner is that just because those characters are, are probably because it's like one's creative opposite. and the other has like a mission? I also yeah. think that's yeah. probably all that people that write for TV know about lawyers. They're like, uh, they're trying to make partner. Yeah, put that in the script. <laughs> that's right, like, it was true. like us when There's we saw Esquire, and we were like, what? What, is, what does that mean? What is ES? That, what is ESQ? What is ESQ? <laughs> I actually I think there are like, a lot of TV people that actually know a lot about lawyers, but that's the thing that like the general public knows about lawyers. It's like they go to trial and they're trying to make partner. Yeah. Really, they Those just read documents all day and sit in an office. Doesn't that just yeah. mean that you become an owner and then you pay other lawyers below you, but you get a share of like the pot before you pay people out? I think you just own the company. Yeah, so right. you're a partner in owning the... I don't you know, get I your name and, the, and then your name becomes part of the law firm, right? Well, then that's the next step, I think, is to try oh. to get your name on the door. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but then it's like, we already got four four people on and here. And then they get a little bit too long. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Come on, like... Oh yeah, and whenever I walk over here, right at the bus stop at um, Fifth Avenue, Ninth Street in Brooklyn, there's a big Salino and Barnes. Yeah, one, and those are shout out to Salino and Barnes. Shout out to shout Salino out. and Barnes, personal injury lawyers. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I'm always Trying like, you know, they're the not letting anyone lawyer. else in. Yeah, <laughs> they're already legendary. So you work with a lot of celebrities. You're you're in front of a lot of celebrities. Yeah. You talk to a lot of celebrities on a daily basis. Uh, what are some interactions you've had with with some of the characters from Sex and the City. Do you have any, any good stories off the top well, of your head? I will say that um, all of them are extremely kind. Um, that's that's awesome. The four, all the four ladies. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker is very, very kind. Always very good at making eye contact. Mm -hmm. um, also known as being one of the more frugal celebrities. Ooh, really? Because really? I'd heard yeah. Cynthia Nixon is a pretty pretty frugal person as well. She's oh. Subway. Yeah. She seems like pretty She's matching person. that SAG 401k yeah. contribution every month. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, another thing about Cynthia Nixon is we uh, went, we sent a reporter, Darla Murray, to her campaign and Darla got on the subway and Cynthia Nixon was there. What? And they both had to get off the subway because it stopped. <laughs> and she was like, Us, we have to get off the subway. Oh, that's so far. And uh, she ended up getting an interview with her right there. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. We were like, hey, first question, is this what you want to fix? <laughs> the fact that we had to get off this? First question with entertainment tonight was, is this because you're not making a third movie? Really? <laughs> yeah. That's a great question. That was a question. Is... Um, <laughs> Kristen, uh, Davis. Kristen Davis, what, what she, cause I know she does some conservation work, but is she on your radar? Like as a celebrity, she seems a bit more doing her own thing Me than sir. the, um, she's come in a few times. I think she came in for the anniversary of sex in the city. I'm not sure if that's why she was there. She's super nice. One thing I will say about all of them is they will talk about sex in the city. Mm -hmm. They're not like, 
we're not we're too good for it. Right. Everybody still like loves it, loved being on it. Yeah, great crew. That's cool. That's yeah. that's cool too because they're in different places in their life and careers. But like Sarah Jessica Parker is yeah. on the show Divorce and she's like a co show runner of that. So mm-hmm. it's like they could definitely be like, I'm not here to talk about that. <laughs> but I feel like they would always it's that's cool that they actually do. Well, it. I mean, even talking with her on divorce, speaking of frugal, is she's like they she has a whole thing of the budgeting and the music she picks is very uh she tries not to pay for the music all that stuff so. oh really she's yeah getting, she's very she frugal producer puts, as well that's interesting mm-hmm. um very cool can uh we can cut this out if not but can <laughs> can i can i tell the story from the party we went to yeah. on Saturday? okay so jackie <laughs> Jackie got me into a Hollywood premiere. The Which, other by day. the way, I hate to interrupt. Yes, but we, we this show exists because of a Jackie party. That's oh, actually one hundred percent true. The night that we went out, John and I went out, and then oh, yeah. you met us. Yeah, it was that a was Jackie because... party. It was at a hotel opening that she got us into. Yes, which, ja- yeah. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. We went to a rooftop party, and John and I got there, and the line was down the block. And Corey and John walk up, and they're like. Patagonia, like Costco, Costco, Costco Patagonia. Yep. And then, and then we were like, hi. Uh, and the guy was like, listen, man, the line's there. And I was like, it's through this one PR company. And the guy was like, go right in, please, sir. <laughs> so yeah, Jackie started this whole thing. Anyway. Well then, uh, yeah, I met up with you guys and then we we're out super late and we had, we were 28 drinks in when we came up with this idea, clearly. Yeah. But this past week, Jackie always gets us into cool things. And she emailed me. And was like, hey, do you want to go see this movie with Sear Sharonin, Annette Benning, Elizabeth <laughs> Moss? It was great. Great movie. Brian Dennehy. He's the dad from Tommy Boy. Okay. Uh, and we went to the after party and everyone was there. It was awesome. And, <laughs> and Jackie was just like, I want to just go up and tell Annette Benning how great she is. And I was like, I was like, uh, I know, but she's like over in a corner and clearly no one's going over there and we're trying to figure out a way she's like i just want to go up and be like do you realize like you're annie hall and i'm like okay nope. so that's that's diane keaton so we're definitely not gonna go up to her <laughs> i just oh, wanted no. to go up to annette benning and say like how much i love diane keaton <laughs> and jackie just texted me this morning was like i have to thank you so much for not letting me go up to annette benning and compliment all of diane keaton's work <laughs> That's amazing. So, um, who has a? You have the name of the episode. Let's talk about the episode that we're going to watch tonight. Yeah. Well, one cool thing about the episode that I just looked up um, is that the writer of this, because I was like, I wonder what this writer's up to. This writer just wrote one of the biggest uh, movies of last year, The Greatest Showman. Ooh, wow. yeah, yeah. Really? She was a screenwriter for it, and uh, and also this guy named Mark Kudish is in it, who's a huge like Broadway actor. Awesome. And I saw the first Broadway show I ever saw when I came to New York was called Thoroughly Modern Millie. Mm-hmm. And Millie is played by Sutton Foster, the lead in Younger, Darren Star's other show. And this guy's in that episode, too. It's his first TV credit. Same trip you saw, horse's dick. <laughs> Same trip. Same trip. Hey, if we have some listeners of other episodes, you'll remember. Let's call back to horse dick. Joke. So what's the uh, what's the episode called? It's called The Freak Show. Ooh. Speaking of a weird tie-in to Greatest Showman. About and our- Chris Angel. And oh. Chris Angel. Are John, you ready? Are you really on a Chris Angel tip tonight? Are you ready? What is there? Did you watch a couple episodes of Mind Freak before you got here? No, I've just got Chris Angel on the mind. Well, that's his trick. He gets him on your mind. Are you ready? <laughs> um... This it, is, it's called the freak show. It's about uh, freaky things happening in relationships, but I think freaky like in a sex way. 
I think it's supposed to be more about like the weird guys you run into in New York City. Gosh, I don't know anything. I've never seen the show. What if they're all just characters of us and we're like, oh, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> realize we're awful people. Yeah. Well, Jackie, you th- you were worried that you would have to remember everything about this episode, but we go watch it now yeah. with the guest no and yeah. face masks. In, yes. In face we'll go mask. put on a face mask. We'll watch the episode and come back and we'll come back and talk about face it. mask provided by mask bar. Go to mask bar. M-A-S-Q-U-E-B-A-R. They're not paying for this, so go there and tell them to send us more face masks. But they gave us a bunch of face masks. They did, through mm-hmm. our through our other guest, Shanae Alexander, who we know and love. So, uh, you We're, know what? Let's go watch the episode. I don't know much about Corey, but you love face masks. I do love, love face masks. And baths. And I got out of the bath earlier. Yeah. I should Alrighty. have said something on that call. <laughs> we'll about, be back. About me being in the baths. We'll be back. Episode 15, The Freak Show. After dating a string of freaky guys, Carrie turns freakish herself and freaks out the very normal Ben when trying to discover his secret freakiness. Miranda dates Manhattan Guy, a guy who hasn't left Manhattan in 10 years, while Charlotte dates the renowned Mr. Pussy and tries to make a real relationship out of it. Samantha decides to get plastic surgery and freaks out during the consultation. And now, back to the boys. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back, everybody. The Freak Show. The Freak Show. The Freak Show. I got to say, off the bat, because Kevin came out with the fact about the screenwriter writing The Greatest Showman. Yeah. This was so carnival Heavily influenced. Right. Do you think that had anything to do, or is that just a happenstance? I, I think ever since then, she's just like, that, but a whole two hours. And they're like... We, we can't no. once they said no more sex in the city three she's like all right i'm gonna put that exact same script but with hugh jackman yeah <laughs> once but, zach efron grows up yeah yeah so much so much of a like a calliope playing in the background and just weird like the the one the woman there's a thing where carrie goes to the movie the with movies, that guy yeah. and there's the lady in the booth that looks like zoltar yeah whole, like, yeah you think it's like a fortune teller fortune they kept teller it booth and then they have uh Kim Cattrall, Samantha at the end, like oh man, when a, like a laughing up. clown, yes, crying mm-hmm. clown, like they they kept that theme. Actually, I liked it a little bit, but we're three episodes into season two, mm-hmm. and one episode was just like baseball, and to the fiftieth degree of yeah. just like right. baseball, 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 and this was mm-hmm. like. They really hit hard. So I feel like they're still finding their voice for season two. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were like, they don't talk to the camera anymore, but this, they're really 
it's like it's, pretty broad and pretty parody. Some, we could have used some good camera talks. We could have. Well, it, it, it seems like someone gave the writer's room. Uh, they were like, we need more theme episodes that carry through the whole thing. Yeah. And they were like, okay, we well, can do that. There was also that. a thing where they, um, I've heard that Sarah Jessica Parker said she would not talk to camera anymore. Okay. In season two. And they're like, so well, they don't, she doesn't ca- talk to camera anymore. Yeah. Well, they, they quit doing that, but there was some, some feeling that I feel like we had with people talking, right. I guess, in season one of being like, just wait, they'll get rid of that and the show will become more normal. If anything, the past two episodes have been more, right. more like broad comedically of like a theme of like, waka, waka, waka. Well, it sounds like you're saying is they're all separated. There's yeah. no yes. like leading to right. something That's else. That's true. Yeah. 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 It seems like they're all just could happen in their own universe. Hey, right. real quick, before we get too far into talking about this stuff, John, do you want to give us a recap of everything we just saw in this episode? <laughs> Not really everything, just a recap of what happened. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the high like theme of the episode was that people are different and, and that there's, you know, <laughs> That was That's so sweet. That was, the most, that was the most broad thematic. Like, and John, you, could you just give me some broad life advice? Well, like we, we, just heard, Buddha, we just heard. Did you forget your job? You give a summary of the episode. I know, but we just heard, we heard the summary. Our, our host read the summary sure. and I'm trying to give like a highlight thing and that's, that's well that you I, think... I appreciate what you're doing that was a very broad highlight got it alright here we go, go, go. John's, John's still at 420 like people are <laughs> people different, are different man. Man. I feel like, like that was a, that was like a 40,000 right. foot one go down to like 5,000 alright three. give us that over so you got the four women and the problem that they're dealing with the problem is that they think everyone all the men in New York City are freaks there we go we got the man with no soul. We got the man with two faces. Man with no soul just because he wants to cash out and make some money and not do documentaries right. on yeah. endangered seagulls. Yeah. Come on, Carrie. Carrie was on a date with that guy. So they're running in the guys that are just freaks. So they're saying, should we just stop dating? Or are we going to find a normal guy? Uh, let's just quick, quick rundown. Charlotte, the freak that she starts dating is uh, Mitchell. Is that his name? Well, that's the that's his given name. Mr. God. Pussy? Mr. Pussy is what everyone calls him. guy him. that just crushes some figs in a really uncomfortable <laughs> manner. Yeah. Um, so we have we have him. Um, we have uh, Samantha who gets called out uh, by one of her dates for being old. And so she decides to go under the knife and get some plastic surgery. Uh, she's just kind of fighting the whole freak thing. She... Uh, but but the guy that she that she dated was uh like a bondage guy. He had a bondage closet in his he house. He had a closet. It was a little uh girl with the dragon tattoo, spoiler alert. Uh and the, <laughs> and then we have Carrie who also thinks all the guys are freaks. She meets a nice gentleman named Ben, goes out with him, and uh we kind of discover that maybe Ben isn't the freak. Maybe Carrie's the freak. And one thing that when you were saying that, I thought Miranda didn't have a storyline, but she kind of does because she almost gets set up with Ben's friend mm-hmm. and his freakiness is that he's Manhattan guy. Mm-hmm. He's never left Manhattan in 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. That's a lot of time to not leave Manhattan, but yeah, I think I, I can see she, it happening. Yeah. The tw- And the twist with Carrie is that she goes through all of his stuff to find out why he's a freak, he catches her and he's like, well, I thought you'd be one of the normal ones. Right. So, um, she was just trying to look through those boy scout boxes. Yeah. yeah. She tried to look in his little boy scout cub scout badge box. I, I would say like first impressions the that, you know, we talked about the whole, like 
running theme of it being a freak show and really going hard on that. But first impressions, I feel like there's some things that cultural are just way more just because of happenstance, way more accepted, like Fifty Shades of Grey. Like that is like, it's crazy to watch that at the time. It's probably like, ooh. And now it's like, that's so cultural. Everyone knows about BDSM. You just had a small the- red room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, and I, li- I like the fact that it was a closet because that yeah. was we so talk about Manhattan. We talk a small. Red yes, room. Yeah, we talk yes. about the most New York and least New York things. Of the episode. I feel like that's pretty New York. That is like, yeah. oh, I got a red room. It's the size of a coat closet. Hold on, yeah, let me move. Let me um, do. let me take out my golf clubs and reposition <laughs> my bike. Okay, and then I'm gonna get chained up. There we go. You know, Where do you have that in a closet? Oh, good use of space. Yeah, oh, great that's use of nice. Space. Cool. Did you get the container store? Yeah. <laughs> the, the contain me store. <laughs> yeah. The um. I think, and then the other thing is, which we could talk more about because I think it's like a bigger theme, uh, but plastic surgery is way more accepted now, I think. Absolutely. Plastic surgery is, I think the thing that's way more, that was like, they blew out of proportion is when they had to all excuse themselves to go to the bathroom to talk about Mr. Pussy and be like, do you do that? And Charlotte was like, yeah, 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 I, yeah, I do that. It's like, uh-huh. it, it was just like, but how great is it when that woman comes out of the stall? Yes. Oh, that, that's, yeah, that's, that's one of the yeah. best yeah. laugh about lines. Mr. Pussy? Yeah, exactly. That was, that was fantastic. But I think like oral sex back in the nineties was probably pretty common amongst women in New York that it wasn't like a huge deal to, to be talking about it. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's more, yeah, it's definitely more like, I feel like the past few years has definitely been more like we're just a sexual like broad. Like that's like what a lot of broad city is, is like, I don't think anyone had oral sex before 1990. I still need to see him eat an oyster. Yeah, I think she did give the first one. (laughs) I think deep throat what meant yeah. that he deep throat the deep throat scandal of the seventies was that he couldn't we've keep had this secret. Exact we had the conversation. Exact, we did have this yeah. conversation. I will stand. I will stand on. I. It is more culturally known. It's not that people. It's more in the open now. Like people did bondage before. It was more out in the open to talk about oral sex post Bill Clinton. And I think that I bet there's some fucking psychological sociological thing that would explain. Like blowjobs and oral sex being in the front page of newspapers. Here's my changes challenge: the way to you, people talk about that. Because you've brought that up before, I want you to find that study. I want you to find that. I'm not. Ch- I'm, I will. I'm not I'll, challenging you. I think that'd be really interesting. Okay, to I'm gonna. Do it. I'm gonna I think find you're probably it. Probably right. I'm I'll gonna go find that. it. But I do think women being more sexual is definitely more of a theme in television now. Yeah. On ABC. Whereas then it had to be on HBO. Yeah, that's true. But also, Mr. Pussy, he he broke a lot of that ground because he's still around Manhattan, going All down on women, yeah. just being like, "Hey, talk about it wherever." And, and Charlotte's no longer bogarting anymore. <laughs> She's sharing him. Yeah, you don't date Mitch. Mr. Pussy. Really great it? montage scene with all her outfit changes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Pussy's yeah. under a sheet. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. good. I will say I'm so used to seeing all of them. Before, like, I saw the show, I saw all of them, and I was so attracted to Charlotte. And then I've kind of calmed down into just seeing them as, all as characters. And this time I was just like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Charlotte's so hot. A lot just, of close-ups. Yeah. A lot and of close-ups. Just, yeah. She's a beautiful woman. She's a beautiful woman. Just watching her just... Have a great Friday. I was I was happy fully for clothed, fully, fully clothed. I know, just him always <laughs> up inside Friday. a dress, and he was yeah, he was always completely covered too. You know what's weird is you when you think about it. I mean, it makes sense for his 
arc of being a guy that his main deal is he just goes down on women. He had barely any lines. I don't think. Yeah, I think that Did was he like have the point. Any, that was the point. It was, was the lines. point. But it's funny. Like you're like. I guess the audition is you just got to look kind of creepy. And I, you know, you in think the audition, he had to eat an oyster. Yes, in the <laughs> in the audition, he, they had to like lick some sort of fruit. Yeah, I hope it was oysters. I hope that they were walking into like freaking casting office on 27th Street and they had a PA just running oysters. I all love day. It. To go back to what you were saying, now we have Call Me By Your Name. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Peaches. Girls Trip, two yeah. big fruit movies. Big fruit Wait, what movies. Was, I haven't seen Girls Trip. But it's I, something with it, a grapefruit. Yeah, it's about the grapefruiting video grapefruit that went viral. Grapefruit peaches, but Fig was the first. I love the idea of, of they, Mr. Pussy, like, before the audition, like, rehearsing with his friends or, like, significant <laughs> before. And he's just, like, you know, jamming on a an oyster or a fig. He's like, definitely still called Mr. Pussy. Does this, look, does this look nasty? How about, how about th- does this one look nasty? This, I love like, the reversing. idea of him being married and getting in a fight and being like, that Sex in the City episode's bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that it would be interesting to run down their, their casting call of that and see all of the auditions. If yeah. we if we can get those tapes, we we'd love to see him. He's definitely definitely like one of the gnarliest one of like episodic characters we've yeah. had. Well, I felt yeah. like watching yeah, him sure. as, especially when she asked him that question, I was like, What are you thinking about? Like when she made the turn with him and he looked at her and he just like did that weird look yeah. and then started looking I felt like he was like the sexual Mr. Bean. I mean to be like, fair, was she was talking like, about she was talking about camps in Maine. It wasn't the most interesting conversation. True. She should have been talking to Ben, that freaking nerdy boy scout <laughs> that Carrie dated. I think I think Mr. Bean what's that actor? Why did name? they decide to get a plate uh, of figs Ronan, to begin? I think uh, Ronan Yeah, exactly yeah. Ronan, what's Ronan, his name, uh, is Atkinson. sexual. Rowan Rowan, Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson is sexual Mr. Bean. That's what I think. <laughs> I think he's just sexual Mr. Bean. Himself. I don't want to keep jamming on this episode. Also, yeah, because Mr. there is some stuff that we need to talk about. Yes, but Kevin. Mr. Bean is just the guy that works on the clitoris. <laughs> That's Mr. Bean. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Now, Kevin, but I, no, Mr. Oh, I do Bean, want to say Mr. Something. Bean is just the British Mr. Pussy. <laughs> That's all he is. Oh, it's Mr. Bean. You know, oh, listen, Bean. you don't own Mr. Bean. Mr. You just Bean. date Mr. Bean. Oh man, I have a you story. Don't bogart that. Mr. Bean. I'm going back and forth with whether I tell the story because because I don't. It's so dirty. Well, you've really set up the podcast audience. Yeah. Well, I would say this is one you, of the dirtier episodes. It is you, pretty dirty. Sorry, but I could tell it, or we sorry. could sidebar for a second and come back if you want to wait on it. I'm going to say it just because, okay. just because I think that this episode f- maybe feels dirtier because yeah. it's about female oral sex, but we've had a lot of male it's oral sex. Figs. It's the figs. I mean, it's it wasn't, the figs. It wasn't it's female oral the, sex. It was the figs and the oysters. The oyster was and his, the worst to me. Just the face. way that he ate the oyster. It was just his ugly, swarmy oh. face. Yeah. But so, I will say, like, when Samantha Lake drinks her wine, every time she, she makes a noise, too, but... Yeah, I've I've read things on uh, on the Sex in the City Reddit. Check it out; it's a subreddit. But there are posts on there where people talk about eating and Sex in the City, and how there's like certain things I guess where Carrie eats like very sloppily, and how that's like a thing in a lot of episodes. And like when the guy like Samantha got some wine on her face, and the guy like brushed it off lovingly. Yeah, there were some like kind of gross things. But they really went to town on the shrimp. Wait, when was the shrimp? Right before Mister Pussy. Oh, they were all going. Oh, yeah, the because oh. they were on the hors d'oeuvres. They were all right, Kevin. Kevin. Okay, what's your, what's your gross story? All right. When I was in college, I was looking at some pornography, and there was a British woman, and well, it was just normal stuff. And then 
this British woman just says, flip my magic bean. And I just started laughing and I turned it off and I, I, I was like, it was her talking in this British accent. And she said, flip my magic bean. And I had, I texted my friend Rich and I just had to tell him, I'm like, I have to tell you what happened. Cause it's, too disgusting and funny and he was texting back that he had seen that same because i think back then there was only like two porn videos on the internet <laughs> this was this was pre bill clinton <laughs> and he's like exposing blowjobs exactly to the world. and he said that and now now just every once in a while so so that's what mr bean made me think of so i apologize for Great but that what's crazy is in that video the camera zooms in on the woman's anatomy and zooms in on that one part, and then his face pops out, and that's the beginning of the Mr. Bean movie. He says, "Oh, that's, that's what you're watching." He doesn't say anything. He's a silent actor. Okay, that's the beginning of the Mr. Bean movie. I'm getting back to what I want to talk about. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to rag on the whole episode because uh, there's definitely some meat to this episode. But I'd like to talk it's about all oysters. <laughs> I want to talk about the fountain scene where where okay. Carrie first meets Ben, and. I have a defense of that scene if you don't like it. I don't I didn't like it. Okay. But I don't I I don't know. I just thought it felt Jackie said this while we were watching the show. It just felt like a really bad movie. First of all, one I agreed that it could well, I yeah, I feel like it could seem like that, but I do think almost a student film. Sure. But in terms of and maybe this isn't good, but in terms of like New Yorkiness, I feel like I know for a fact there was a broad city scene shot there. There's been mm -hmm. New York movies shot there. Like that is such an iconic it's New York place. It's in fountain. In it's, it's in twenty seven dresses. I think they shoot there. It's okay. In, there's so many. Okay. Movies. So I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Location. I'm talking about. I'm talking I'm about the dialogue. The, the non non date. Yeah. Non kiss. But this non date sure felt like a date. I, I mean. I mean. I. I think that they were very purposefully doing that because it was so different from everything. I think they were like, this is going to be a traditional rom-com. I think that's yeah. the way they He's just not our type, John. It. He's not our type. No. I mean, I think it was, it could, <laughs> there's a criticism that it's like, it they did that poorly, but I think they meant for it to be like, okay, break from the freak show. This is a movie rom-com filmed in manhattan for 10 minutes and I, minutes. I well and i wonder i don't know if this is giving too much credit or not but i wonder if that was intentional to be like this is the non-freak so let's take things back to where it's mm. way he more was rom -com. A freak. Ben? he had a tweety bird tattoo oh, yeah. and he wore jeans to play soccer that's true that's like did you hear that wore, did you like, hear that well he also he had a tweety bird tattoo and he wore jeans to play he wore soccer. not jorts Jeans. I love it. He was wearing jeans when he left to play a soccer. I game. love a two-hour soccer game. Yeah. By the way, I was thinking he left Carrie in in his apartment for two hours. What did you do in someone's apartment before the internet? She was more of a freak show for smoking in someone's apartment and not asking. Exactly. I agree. But it seems like in this show, it's like okay. But Everyone's like, cool with indoor well, smoking. If someone left me in their apartment now, I would check my email. I would look at my phone. I would do you know what? What would you do back then? Like she had no choice other than to I snoop. Would, well, I yeah. had a I have I a similar story about a Tweety Bird tattoo where I met a guy <laughs> at a club in Florida called Banana Joe's. Wait, <laughs> and he had a Tweety Bird tattoo? Get out of here! Close. Oh, you went to but BJ's at Banana Joe's. Met this guy, sort of cute, and my roommate had dated him the year before, and she said, "Just so you know, he has a dancing pickle on his arm. <laughs> it was a pickle that he got at at fourteen, and it had like hands, you know, like Mickey Mouse hands and feet." 
And so I didn't go out with him. Even though he was Mr. Butthole? <laughs> why, why Put it on the him? board. Oh, man. That, was his, that was his talent, Mr. Butthole. Oh, man. Um, and then someone came out of the girl's bathroom and was like, you're talking about Mr. Butthole? You got to look past the pickle tattoo. I couldn't look past the pickle tattoo. Yeah, I, I understand why. Yeah. I think In a Cub Scout badge box? I mean, yeah. that guy seemed like he had a little bit of like, he was a nice guy with some childhood hobbies. He was probably... He was probably into like some nerdy things. Yeah, I think their th- I think their thing was like this guy's so nerdy and innocent, right. but it turns out he is, which I think could be a thing of like older single guys Bug. in New York. It's like oh, he's like a nerdy guy that is just kind of like yeah, I like to go do this. I have my soccer league. He works and- for one of yeah. the hippest political magazines in New York. Yeah, but Bo- he doesn't have vote. dot com weekly. <laughs> He doesn't. What? He doesn't have a pair of sweatpants to put on. To I, I will say this. I I uh, did not pick up the fact about him playing je- soccer in jeans, but I like that you guys said that he was wearing cargo pants earlier. I remember that. Yeah, those were, those, pants. Style those, those were stylish back Which then. Those would be better. But I like. I love it when I go to the gym and see people working out in jeans. I've also i've i've belonged no to gift. i've belonged to gyms before where they say you are not allowed to work out in jeans. 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 So, so my my biggest problem with the episode is not that everyone. That's not you as a freak, because if the way they look at it, everyone that everyone's different, right? I said that at the beginning, you guys made fun of me, but everyone is different. Everyone has differences. And if that's if that's your metric for saying someone is a freak, you're going to be lonely and angry and upset. And that is not what makes life great. What makes life great is that you have things that someone other people see in you that are probably freaky and weird and interesting spoken like someone who's happily married and but seriously and <laughs> right. and the thing is is not hiding those things but finding someone to share those things that they understand those things about you for instance personal example i play magic the gathering i played v- heavily when i first met my wife i was so terrified to tell her that i played magic the gathering on a regular basis because she carrie or samantha or charlotte would have been like Oh, that's the 32-year-old that plays a children's card game. Freak written off. But what's beautiful about life is when you have those things and you open up those things to people and they accept those things in you. Not writing you off just because you play a children's card game. I want to push back on that, though, because... this is between. This isn't supposed to be on the hot. But you told me that you eat pussy better than anyone ever, <laughs> and that's after every time you play magic. You <laughs> no. I, okay. I also heard that before you do that act, you throw down the magic card where the special power is. That it's the bean card. It's the bean card. <laughs> no, I obviously. Uh, do you want to push back well, on what I actual actually? But said? you know no, what no, I, I was just like. I'm not really into the Tweety Bird guy, but I really liked fuck the seagulls. Yeah, exactly. Like what? The and, documentarian and, 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 and that like, wants to be rich. And I liked the guy that, like, if he wants to just sell out and get a bunch of money, like, why is that? Like, why does that mean he has no soul? I also feel like this is a, it's a longer discussion, but the whole thing of someone making documentaries to sell out, I personally think that is a place where media has come to in the past like twenty right. years, where it's like, yeah, there was a thing where it's like, yeah, I only make documentaries, and there are people that only make environmental documentaries and whatever now, but I also think media is in a place now where everyone does everything and where huge, powerful celebrities can do like a documentary like that or 
Like I think that selling out—it's more out, acceptable to sell out. I think the concept quote, of selling out is kind right. of—it doesn't mean it, the same thing that, at all that it did in the '90s anymore. Yeah. I I also think John, I think you're right. Obviously, that is that is true. I think that it's just that if you're trying to hide those things about yourself, I I had magic. I had I played World of Warcraft, and it was like th- that. You're just not. You're you're constantly. You're not who yourself and if you're trying to hide those freaky things about yourself you're just never gonna allow yourself to be in a decent relationship i know but like the guy the, it would have been so much better if why, why can't miranda instead of like writing the guy off because he hasn't left new york in 10 years just being like that's just a fun thing about you like why does it have to be an awful thing well Red because Flag? it's because it's a, a tv and, show i think that <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be a jerk but because like because if we were sitting around like the the real like when you're having a conversation, you're mm-hmm. not like, I accept this. You're just like, oh, it, it ended. The, this is like why we broke up. Yeah, but this how, why how many times how many it. we know a lot of people, at least I do, where they will find that thing about the person and they immediately write them off. I, w- I know I, friends who would, yeah. would date guys and they'd be like. Well, he's he hasn't left New York in 10 but years. I think that's I what's want- the lesson at the end is that's Carrie was like, oh, yeah. So, yeah. It was tacked I'm, on. I'm the freak Wait, too. Yeah, we're all freaks. She everyone, learned a lesson. Everyone's a freak to everyone else, right? But Manhattan guys, Manhattan guys, is less of a freak and just more of a snob. Well, I was thinking about Manhattan guy because I always thought he was the weirdest one. But then I, I won't leave Brooklyn on the weekends. So. <laughs> that's like a convenience thing, and that's for two days. <laughs> so you're like, I won't leave Brooklyn schlep, for the weekend. You have to slept to the city to every single because yeah, I got to walk three more blocks to like get out of the ratio of where you yeah. live. Yeah. I will say, I'll find the article about it, but no, I do think there's probably something with, with. Um, neurotic characters. I bet, I bet it's way more hip and cool in conversation to hone in on uh, people's little imperfections, like what you're talking about, because of Seinfeld. Because mm. that was Seinfeld's big thing that made it made it like an international phenomenon to just be like the close talker to like zero in Mm -hmm. on somebody's Mm -hmm. trait and it'd be so funny and so Mm -hmm. perfectly done. And since it was the most popular show for so long, I, I feel like that probably has influence. Now this is, yeah, I mean, this is this right when Seinfeld ended. happening at the same time. Yeah, because Seinfeld ended in 99, and this is 98 or 99 too. And I do think that truly, you hear it, if you focus in, you'll hear it now of people just being like, taking on Seinfeldian ways they talk about their their day-to-day things because it was so... Mm-hmm. So I, I do think that comes from that. I don't know if it's trickled into people's... how they actually live their lives, mm-hmm. lives or if it's just how they articulate it. But there is way more of a thing now to just be like, and then she, we went on the date, and then she blew her nose this way, and I was like, ugh. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they really... If people are saying that, because they that really is what they bothered... They would, I, I don't know. I don't know if they really would have left that relationship like 20 years ago in the same way. They just articulate it different mm-hmm. now. But I do notice that as a thing of pointing out that one right. honing in and just talking in like a Larry David, right. Jerry Seinfeld type way. But her freak show thing was that she was so choosy. That was yeah, yeah, her thing. Right. Oh, uh, that Miranda's freak show, yeah, that was Miranda's or Carrie's or both? 
I would say both. Miranda said the thing about, did Miranda say the thing about them just being so choosy when they're at the, yeah. at the food party that she said the, the coffee table book party with the hors d'oeuvres. She, she was said. a drag in this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel also, like I didn't realize she had a cat and I'm highly allergic. So I don't know if I'm a Miranda anymore. <laughs> I'm highly allergic too. So yeah. if that makes me not a Miranda, well, that makes me yeah. sad, but. I really enjoyed seeing the Strand. You guys, you guys frequent the Strand. Yeah, regularly? yeah, the Strand bookstore. The Strand I don't bookstore. really frequent I was, it. I, I like walk steal by from the dollar book thing out front. <laughs> but that was a you that rascal. Was a thing. <laughs> you do, you do. Yeah. You're like that no. guy. You're the guy that you... dated Carrie. Which of the freaks are you most like? Oh, that's a good question. Who are the freaks? There's, I want to hear your answer. Too. Mr. Pussy. Man with no soul, <laughs> Mr. Pussy. <laughs> Which, I wonder if Greatest Showman if it's more Hugh you know, Jackman. You know who I am? <laughs> Hugh Jackman's Mr. I wonder. I wonder if my wife would agree, but I, I think I'm probably the man with two faces. The guy That's that like the guy that flipped out on the guy. Yeah, uh, I think like I, I can think, just find some like uh, someone will just maybe. bother me, and I'm have no yes. problem being very confrontational. Like a few with cocktails. See, I think <laughs> a few Cosmos and John. Yeah, I'm I'm man with I'm man with two faces, but oh. either internally. <laughs> or to someone else later about like that person. Okay, I'm man, I'm non-confrontational man with two faces. Yeah, I'm, I, if someone's like like if someone is, I'm not sure if I shared this on here. Like like talking during a movie, I have no problem oh, yeah. being the person who will just turn around and scream at them for the whole theater. I always do that at and the then, last minute of the movie. No, I do it right away. I go in hard. I go in fast, <laughs> and I make everyone with me very uncomfortable. Yeah. I like I'm, that though. I'm working you on nip it. it in the bud, and then that you, exactly you need those people need to be shamed. Exactly, that's my yeah. that's my thought process. So when when you know, I think that guy overreacted obviously, but if he was talking in the movie, I would have no problem with a little bit of sass right back at but him. But you're also super nice to operators on time at Time Warner. I do like for I do like being nice yeah, to people. So. I I I think that kind of thing. I I want to be nice to those people because like. I get these random calls at work sometimes and they're like, oh, we noticed you're an employee of this company. You get this much money off for teeth whitening. And it's so easy to be like, I'm not interested. And you do have to say that in order to hang up because they'll just keep you on the line. But I've also realized I'm like, that person's just at work. Yeah. Like they're they're not, they're not trying to be annoying. They're just at their job. So you just have to be like, Hey, listen, I'm not interested. I hope you have a good day. (laughs) See, I go the other way. They're getting paid to be annoying. So you need to be so mean that they quit their job and get a job where they're not annoying to people. (laughs) So you're both. (laughs) Yeah. What are you? You're both two faces. Yeah. uh, Yeah. But I'm a non-confrontational. I'm I'm confrontational. So I don't know if that actually makes me a two face. (laughs) What are you? I'm either that or I'm Jackie. Oh, I'm I'm fuck the seagulls probably. Or... <laughs> You'd sell out. Yeah, definitely not Tweety Bird. No. Or like, uh, I can see. I think that I could be a carry where you know a guy makes me crazy or something. Yeah, yeah. In some situation, mm-hmm. but probably fuck the seagulls, the documentarian. Yeah, you're definitely the guy that steals books. No, I don't steal things. <laughs> so so let's go through college. all the. All the ladies, what freak were they? Carrie is too choosy. Miranda is... Pessimistic? Just too pessimistic mm-hmm. and, and too quick to jump ship. Samantha was... I mean, they labeled her a freak because she was getting plastic surgery, which... Because aging gracefully got old. Aging grace. That was a good line. It was also not just... I mean, it was plastic surgery. I don't know if this is how plastic surgery works, but it was that she was getting the fat from her butt injected into her face, which is a direct mm-hmm. thing from Fight Club, mm. where they say, we're selling these we're selling these women's fat asses right back to them when they're making soap, soap in yeah. Fight Club. But yeah. what was Charlotte? What, what kind of freak was Charlotte? She was a freak 
that like she got into the sex to haze get and- eaten out, and that's the problem with this. <laughs> TV show? No. Um, it's just I, that I she think... fell into the sex haze. <laughs> well, I, yeah, she fell into the sex haze. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't think she was a freak in this. She was. She was. She overlooked the fact that this is this dude's thing. Yeah. She fell in love with the freak, not realizing like this is his thing. He doesn't. He doesn't love. So you. she's a freak by proxy. So if you fall in love with a freak, overlooking what they're freak freaky for, you by default become a freak. She's her being a her being a freak because she just has a blind spot. Oh. She's a blind spot because she had so much fun. She got had so many orgasms. She thought it was love and it wasn't. It was lust. Are you Charlotte in this? What's your freak? Which freak are you? Um, I, I could see myself being the guy that doesn't leave Manhattan, although I do. But just like I can get in my rhythm and you don't even live in Manhattan. <laughs> Well, but you leave there every day. <laughs> that's the that's the name of the freak. There are lots of times where you spend no well, time in Manhattan. Look at you. You're like I'm the guy Guess with what? two faces. I lived I in only Manhattan. I don't. I lived there. You're the freak. No what you're the say. freak that says you would never leave Manhattan when you don't live in Manhattan. You're the, you're the freak that's just you're delusional. delusional. I guess I'm a, I'm a liar. That's what I am. Uh, I think. I mean, I think if if I had a. If it wasn't part of the show, what would we say? What's like your yours is the magic thing. That's actually a pretty vulnerable thing oh, to share. Just yeah, I, 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 but I, see, that's also not anymore yeah. because like I think when I was growing up, being like a gamer or a power nerd was like very fringe, and it is at the forefront of like popularity now. Like yeah. being a nerd is so cool. Yeah. And these kids, they don't know they don't know how lucky they are to, that being yeah. a nerd is cool. I mean I You were a pioneer. I was nerd. a pioneer of that. Yeah. I know, but Pion- you also grew up to be six four, which helps mm-hmm. being a nerd. And you have other qualities about you that didn't subject you to full nerddom. Yeah, but but when you're still in the thick of it, you're still in yeah, the yeah, thick yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm probably mine. I'm a pretty big gamer nerd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I the girl I'm dating now, she she asked what I was interested in besides seeing movies and shows and I was and I was like, I don't know, vacuuming. <laughs> you do I have, love vacuuming. I do. Every time I, have I come a, to your house, you vacuum because I have a Dyson. And we've talked about it on this podcast. You have a Dyson? We've talked oh, about yeah, this, I've got man. a Dyson. But I do I I was like I think I most of my interests are the same as the things I do all the time. I don't have that many interests besides but, well, I got I freaked out. She said the Manhattan guy just goes and eats Zaybars and goes to the midnight showing of Angelica. And I was like, oh my gosh, Zaybars in a movie? Are you kidding me? That sounds like the best. <laughs> do you go to Zaybars much? No, I don't. And a Dyson? No, no but I go to I, mean, I go to a, another curious. equal like like Jewish Jewish uh, like food restaurant. Yeah, you know, get a bagel and go see a movie. Is Zaybar's Jewish? Yeah, is it Jewish? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, if it's not, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it that when now. you I knew that when you yeah. said yeah, I was like, this is complete no it def- blind confidence. It, it definitely is uninformed it's, confidence. It's definitely. I'm gonna look it up now. Look it up right now. Look at look up. Is it? Uh, I think my. I don't know. I mean, I feel like mine. I was always like a pretty good kid growing up. I never drank till I was like in my mid twenties. Never did drugs or anything like that. But I would always end up in like I eventually moved to New York. Till I was like twenty eight, but I eventually moved here. I always would end up in like the wrong side of town in because uh, I would like grow up skating and being in bands. I was in a band in high school and we were terrible. No offense to everyone else that was an everyday kid. You're still, 
<laughs> we're still good friends. Band but name? Everyday Kid. That was the name. It's a good I'll, band wow. name. I'll, I'll play a song. I, I found our demo tapes when I was home for Christmas. I'll play them on the podcast and then we'll lose all our listeners. But, it sounds exactly like the Sex in the City intro. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just that. But I remember like before we played our first show at this one club on the other side of town when I was 17, four people got shot outside the club. Execution, oh my gosh. Execution style a, couple, a week before we played there. So I was always like the church youth group kid that was like, hi, I'm here on this other side of town. So maybe that was my weird thing. Is that like, just sounds like a humble brag. Yeah. You, uh, you were like maybe. the cool, the cool. Youth I wasn't, kid. it wasn't cool though. I the humble think. brag guy. That's, maybe that's what I was, was the humble brag guy. I don't I know. I mean, I think you didn't mention that you, uh, like you could be the bath guy. Like just taking baths all the time. I, you know what? I think that might actually be uh, yeah. the thing is that I think that I have a lot of weird little things that I'm into. Right? Okay, so I take baths a lot. I'm currently making yogurt right now, but I have to. I, when we're done with here, I have to go take my we yogurt out. We found your thing. It's that I, well, I made don't know. homemade kombucha. If it wasn't your thing, it should be now because you're a loser. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, but that's you make true. your own kombucha too. I made kombucha yogurt. Uh, I just like there's like a lot of weird stuff like that. I like I don't like pay for things so I, you're like you can just make it there's no reason to buy cold brew yeah. you can make it guys that's it's, true it's so cheap yeah. and i love being served so that's true so jackie yeah, what what is your what is your freak thing um i wasn't ready to look inside myself but <laughs> sure a freak I thing about your roommate say, though. i thought uh, that was your weird thing you weren't ready to look inside yourself uh, I, I mean you have a say, naked roommate yes i do <laughs> I would say I Irish goodbye. I get I get a lot that is of true. shit for that. Yeah, but you you really you really like that. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, but Irish goodbye. All right, so let's, wait, hold on, Kevin. Is Saint Bar's Jewish? Absolutely, it's <laughs> the most Jewish restaurant of all time. Is that true? Uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't say here on it, but you oh, have to read what they sell. It's like. If you know any history of New York, you know this place yeah. is Jewish. They came from R Ukraine. They sell smoked fish and bagels. It's like if they're not Jewish, they need to. They need. Some they sell PR. to Jewish they people. Need some PR. Yeah. They need some PR. Um, we're well, let's see if we can get them sponsored. All right. Okay. So John, the last thing that ahead. we do uh, is we go around the circle and we rate the episode in one to five cosmos. And uh, since that might might have just been sprung on you, uh, guys. Who I'll wants go. to go first? Corey wants to go I'm first. I'm going to go three and a half Cosmos. Wow. I, I, feel like it was a weird I feel like it was a weird episode. And honestly, when that episode ended, it didn't necessarily even feel like Sex in the City. Although I do like that shot where they pulled out and they you showed the Washington Square arch and it was like a rainy mm -hmm. day. I love a rainy day in New York, mm -hmm. even though New York's the worst place to live for rain. Yeah. This is the worst. It's so Gotham, though. Uh, yeah, it is Gotham. Nice but it, there was something about the thematicness of it. It was so over the top, but it kind of, I was sort of impressed with it for some reason. And it kind of stuck with me at the end where I was like, this didn't necessarily feel like your typical sex in the city episode. Um, the Mr. Pussy stuff was kind of gross when he was licking all those plums, but I, uh, plums. I but <laughs> I don't know. I, the, the, I liked, I'm a sucker for a good theme and I liked that they just went over the top and hit it as much as they could thematically. Mm -hmm. so. Did you like the greatest showman? I didn't see it. Oh, okay. And I never will. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to give this episode, um, man, I'm going to give it a two and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was just, it wasn't, it was, wasn't spectacular. Mr. Pussy was kind of bothersome. They painted plastic surgery in a bad light, which directly affects my family. Shut up. Seaver plastic surgery. 
John's brother is a plastic surgeon. Yes, he is. And a very talented one with great prices. Great prices (laughs) and very handsome. That's not where you want to go value, though. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was just kind of like a meh episode for me. Like, Miranda was a downer. Like, uh, I don't know. Carrie was just crazy like you saw it right from the get-go the whole the whole not date thing was was didn't play well for me uh yeah no steve well we haven't met steve yet i I think i'm gonna like him (laughs) (laughs) two and a half i've heard two and a half cosmos my up you're up um Thank you for having me, but I would say this is my least favorite Sex in the City. Wow, ever of all of wow. them. Yeah, I don't. You do not like the fig. I've, the fig like haunts, like it's, it it's, haunts. Yeah, me. you you coiled yeah. up when that happened. Like, I'm trying to think. I probably haven't seen that episode in years, and I still. Before we started, it. you said you're like, oh, there's a really gross part in this episode. Mm-hmm. That was that. Figs, no. Um, so I'd give it like a two. Okay, but I also think. To what you were saying about the women, like I don't know, maybe they they just had a bad day in yeah. this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens to us all. I would say the person that got the least amount of play in this episode in our commentary was Samantha and the plastic surgery, and I would say that was a interesting, uh, bright spot in the writing that was not very predictable and was just like I don't know to show her in the mirror all like painted up and that's where like I don't necessarily think they executed the theme perfectly it was a little cheesy but that was a bold move to like have her staring in a a mirror as like a crying clown Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like that was interesting Cosmo rating I don't I don't know I guess I would say two because I didn't love it but I enjoyed I enjoyed watching it and talking about it with you guys uh, so I guess I would say two Cosmos, definitely not my favorite. And I'm, I'm aching and excited for the day that it's not theme based, mm-hmm. even if that's just the next episode and is just more like a character based yeah. than like yeah. what, what's up with freaks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's all I would say. All right. Awesome. Well, Jackie, where can we find you on social media? Oh, um, you also don't have to share yeah. it if you don't want to. Do you not want to share that? You don't. I don't have really to. do social that much. Got it. Just yeah. All right. Entertainment tonight. Entertainment. Look, check out the blog tonight. every day. Online. Et yeah. online. Look for you in Brooklyn on the weekends because you mm-hmm. never leave. Mm-hmm. Never leaving. Always here. Never leaving Brooklyn on the weekends. And if you meet Jackie, bring her a drink. She likes to be served. That's true. <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, this Jackie. episode has been brought to you by Zabar's, the Upper West Side's <laughs> legendary appetizing and Jewish soul food shop, as the Daily News called it. Wow. So, look wow. at that. So, there we go. We I want to unplug one answer. of these mics, hand it to you so you can drop it on the floor. <laughs> All right. Humble we'll brag and blind confidence. That's right. Thanks, everyone. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at the Bradshaw Boys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. <laughs>